0: It ain't easy, it ain't pretty, but Baylor gets the win. That's about it. This is Locked On Baylor. You are Locked On Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of the live post-game show for Locked on Baylor. Thank you for making us, as in Locked on Baylor, your first listen today and every day. Had two games going on at once. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have much commentary on the ladies beating Houston by 30 points. That was great. And they... Uh, really clamped down defensively in the second half. They, I think they only gave up 33 in the first half, and Nikki Collin kind of called them out at halftime defensively, and they clamped down and give up 25, Good, good amount of which was in garbage time in the second half, and they win by, what is it, 29 points. Now, the men had us glued to the edge of our seats, going to Stillwater against Oklahoma State, half-empty arena, not a good basketball team, really. I know Oak State's a, been a little bit hotter recently, and they've gotten their full squad out there. But it's a team that's lost to St. Bonaventure and Southern Illinois and Abilene Christian and maybe, worst of all, Notre Dame, one of the worst teams in, in the Power Five conferences. And Baylor did not, did not make it easy. They do get the win, 75-70 in overtime, but it was probably their worst shooting performance of the season. And I know some of that is a little bit of luck, uh, but it was very scary there at moments, especially in overtime with about a minute and a half left Ray J Dennis, who was your best. And at some points, your worst player today, uh, fouls out and Bayward does hang on for the win. Uh, you know, I'm a box score warrior. I'm going to look at that a little bit to try and get the story of the game. And, and really the story of the game, I mean, no surprise, is two of 15 from three. 13%. I mean, far and away, the worst performance of the season for the best three-point shooting team in the nation to just not be able to buy one from beyond the arc today. I mean, Oklahoma State doesn't shoot it much better from three, but they're not a three-point shooting team. They shoot just 20%. Um, and, and that's that's really the difference in the game. Uh, when you look down here, I mean Baylor is pretty clean with the basketball overall. Uh, they only have seven turnovers. Um, they give up eleven points off the turnovers, and I think that might be a little deceptive. Same with the fast break points, which is twelve to six in favor of Oklahoma State because this transition defense is bad, 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 bad. Teams are going to run up and down the court all night on Baylor all night. And I've said this from the beginning of the season. We saw Auburn do it on made baskets going up and down the court because Baylor couldn't match up. Uh, That has to get better because I know there are some, there are some ugly half court teams in this conference. And I would have said that Oklahoma state was one of them, but they ran it up and down your butts all night. Um, But Baylor dominated in the paint 50 to 36. Woo. Yeah. Got nine steals out of it. But, I mean, the difference for me is that transition defense and the inability at all to hit threes. And and that's, let me get this out of the way. That's not going to happen very often for Baylor, where they're going to shoot that poorly from three. I understand that. But what I don't understand is, like, how many sets did they run today? there there just was no cohesiveness to the offense. It it looked especially poor because they couldn't hit threes, but there was not a great chemistry out there offensively versus what we saw Tuesday, albeit against Cornell. Uh, I, I had said that was a near perfect offensive performance on Tuesday for a team that was coming off a layoff and, you know, had the big pomp and circumstance around the opening of the foster pavilion. But overall uh, it was it was just not there today and and I wonder I always wonder this with teams who are such good shooting teams at what point do you say it's not our day from from beyond the arc at what point do you say we're going to run some sets to to get to the cup and maybe get to the free throw line because they didn't shoot a free throw in the first half in fact they didn't they didn't end up shooting that many for the game only 14 with a couple at the end there. Um, and Oklahoma State only shot 20. Uh, but they just, they're not getting to the free throw line enough, which was the problem last year. It's a little bit better than last year, but not much better. And they just never really said, hey, it's not our day. And some coaching staffs think that, like, you know, at some point they're going to fall. Some think there's a couple of days a year where they're just not going for anybody. And for Baylor, that was one of these days. And they didn't really, I mean, overtime, overtime, I guess is the answer to that, is when they started just putting their head down and, and getting to the basket. Um, but I, I was really surprised. They didn't run anything for Jacoby Walter. Like this kid is such a talented player on, on both sides of the ball. But today we made him like just this, just this grinder. You know who is, you know, comes up with a big offensive rebound at the end of regulation, um, makes some nice plays on the defensive end again, but not someone that we are drawing up plays for, and that that's weird to me for as special a player as he is, that they aren't that they aren't drawing anything up for him. Uh, by the way, how about this kid Garrison on the other end? We talk about Kobe Walter being such a talented freshman. For Baylor, by the way, he, he only goes two of 11 from the floor. So maybe that's why. Um, but I don't know, just the game that he played Tuesday. I would have thought we'd seen some more from him Uh, with seven points. Garrison is the All-American on the other end. 20 points, literally does not miss a shot. Seven of seven from the floor. Six of six from the free throw line. Eight rebounds in 38 minutes. That kid's a star. That kid can play. Uh I mean a lot of Eve Mesy in him, who I thought Eve Mesy had a good day too, uh, for only getting only, only getting a double at 13 10, double double at 13 and 10. Uh, but I mentioned it on Twitter during the game. I thought he was doing some great things without the ball, um, spacing the court. There were there were two or three times where guys would be driving, use usually a forward, it was usually like a Jalen Bridges, was driving to the basket and Eve Mesey, uh is rolling away and and drawing two defenders with him, which seems like an easy, you know, no-brainer play. And if you watch a lot of NBA, of course it is. But this is a kid who is a great rebounder, loves the put back dunks, is a freshman, and has only played organized basketball for two and a half years and just innately understands this offense and knows how to make those plays. So it was good enough today. I... It's, it scared me at times, though. It really did, to see what, what this would be like against these other Big 12 teams. Against BYU on Tuesday, you play like that, you're going to lose handily, as a matter of fact, because uh, BYU can shoot the lights out. They're the only team that's on par, maybe better than you in this league offensively. They have not faced the competition that you have, yes, but they are very good at shooting the basketball and scoring the basketball and rebounding the basketball. Yeah, because one of your saving graces today was those offensive rebounds and putbacks and has been for a lot of the season. We're, we're good at that. Baylor is a good team on the offensive glass. Um, but BYU is just as good, if not better. So if you're shooting like that against BYU, who Nelly or half that bad, you're you're going to lose the game. Anyway, let's go to the comments. Let's see what we got. Ramen almost gave me a heart attack. Yeah. Will Moore. Baylor does just enough to what? They did win. They won the game. That's all that matters, Will. That is all that matters. They won the game. Uh, I did think the officiating was horrible from Bear the Truth. You keep bearing that truth, man. Yeah, it stunk. It stunk. I, it was for both teams, to be totally honest with you. I, I saw a couple of plays that I thought Baylor completely got away with. Um, that fifth foul on Ray J Dennis, I know caused some stir, uh, even from the broadcasters. It shouldn't be called. It shouldn't be called with a minute and a half left in overtime. It's chintzy. I'll, I'll give it to you. I also don't even, I I don't want Ray J sticking an arm in there with four fouls. Um, personally, I, I, I don't want that. If he gets a foul stepping in there and drawing a 50-50 call, charge versus block. That's one thing. But if you're just sticking an arm out there, I I just don't love it. But I agree, it shouldn't have been a foul. But I mean, yeah, they were were just guessing a lot of this game, the the officials, man. Uh, There was one play that Langston Love was guarding someone one-on-one, and he's rolling to the basket, and Love kind of flies back. It's probably a flop, and they call a foul and one. And I'm like, that's, ne- let's, that's either a flop or, or it's a play on, play on offensive foul. It's one of those two things, play on or offensive foul. And they call it a defensive foul. He doesn't swing his arm down. He's, he's straight up. And then we don't see a replay of it. <clears throat> so just guessing, just guessing. Um, so uh, yeah, they, they were not great. I mean, I can't. Boy, those TCU fans have a gripe with officiating today. That was terrible uh, at the end of that game against Kansas, but who can be surprised? Scotty B, every team has an off game offensively, but I take an ugly win over a bad loss. That's the way to look at it, my man. Yep, uh, I'll take that win. That's nine straight in gallagher which, boy, I kind of feel bad. That used to be an absolute cauldron back in the day, um, but just not not so much the case anymore. I know the students weren't back today, but it's never a tough place to play when Baylor's there and they've had some they've had some good games there uh that the i think it was the championship season or was it the year before 1920 uh, i think it was 1920 they had a big comeback there in the second half um 2022 they go to overtime there uh just like they did today but yeah i mean that that is the good news is that i don't know that it could get much worse shooting wise for baylor than it does today um they can they can be more sloppy with the ball, I suppose, and have a bad offensive game like that. Um, I watched a lot of that Houston game earlier. Oh, that's a tough, tough. I mean, if you didn't already know, for the past four or five years, that is a really tough team to score against. I'm not looking forward to that. Um, but yes, this is the worst it can get shooting wise. Hopefully, and you still came away with the win, which is which is awesome. And and Scotty B also adds, we do not play them again this season. That's right. Uh, we only played them once. We only play Houston once. Um, so I guess that's a good sign. <laughs> Got away with the win. Jay says no flagger or Butler. I believe it's Flagler or Butler. That's true. They were both out today. Undisclosed illness. Tough to win without those guys. We'll see how much they're in the lineup the rest of the season, Jay. <laughs> the Baylor might have to get used to winning without them. I don't know. Problem with box scores is shooting from the paint. It's not the same as driving aggressively to the bucket. That's true. Yeah. I do I do talk about the box score a little too much, to be honest with you. I mean, the stats don't lie, but they can be a little deceptive. Um, Scotty also says, I have a good feeling we'll shoot the ball better from three next game. Yes. Yes. I think you probably said that before I answered that last comment. Uh, so, yes, I think that'll be the case for sure. Steven says, great to see the Bears win on a day that not much went their way. Very true. Very true. And on Monday's show, I will probably look at more of the positive side from this. Um, performance wise, if you just looked at this in a vacuum, you can't say this team is is one of the of the the highest echelon in this conference. They're very close. Um, but just in a vacuum, based off what we saw today, it looks to me too much like last year in and that was a team that was not in the highest echelon of the conference. Now you can also say, Cam, Kansas needed a very generous call today to win at home against TCU. I don't have much to argue against that. It's any given night against, uh, against these teams in the big 12, but I just think there's more to improve on for Baylor. Um, defensively, it was okay today. I, I did. I did think with the personnel, cause y- y'all remember I was really high, on the potential of this defense, at the beginning of the season, I thought we would see more of that potential realized now. Um But there is a lot of season left. So we'll see. We'll see. Roman production says Messi held some grudges against the rib today. The, the kid can rock a backboard, man. He could really rock a rim too. I mean, they, there's not many, there's not enough good things I could say about Eve Misey, man. I could go all day. Because even when he has quiet games, um, he really impresses me. Um, He just, he has a great understanding of the offense. He is such an efficient player, which in today's day and age is just such a liberty. For a big man who is still so raw to be so efficient is, the sky is the limit for this kid. It truly is. Jaden Nunn, mom told me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. I'm going to break that rule, but just for one thing, I'll I'll give you one positive, one negative, which I do all the time with Jaden Nunn. He is still a a very good on-ball defender, and I always... I always preface what I, what I have really have to say about Jaden Nunn by saying that because it's true. But there are too many times where he touches the ball, offensively obviously, where he is just thinking shot. Like there's nothing else that's going to happen but Jaden Nunn taking a shot. And quite often it happens between 10 or 15 seconds left on the shot clock. It cannot happen. It it just cannot happen, and he's just he's not a good enough offensive player for that. He's really not, uh, and sometimes I think he thinks he is. Uh, but Ray J Dennis, it, it's not an apology, but it's getting more towards what I thought was going to be his kind of game. He was more nails today. He was more nails today, uh, but he did turn the ball over in some key spots and committed a foul in a key spot. In fact, here's a comment coming in right now from Ryan. Would you agree? We rely on Dennis too much. He saved us against Florida. And again, today, that's an interesting way of putting it. Um I don't know if it's too much. I, I think, I think you needed him today. First off, Ryan, I, I just think everyone else was not shooting well enough. And Ray J was having a decent enough offensive day that I, I don't mind going to him down the stretch. But I keep saying he reminds me of James Akinjo, but you know who he really reminded me of today? You guys remember Manu Lacant from, from Belgium? Um, he was point guard in uh, 16, 17, 17, 18. And he was such a good player for 39 minutes. The first 39 minutes. And then the ball would always end up in his hand at the end of the game. And it was just disaster class. Um, Ray J is not that bad, trust me, at the end of the game. But it just always feels like the ball is going to be in his hands, whether he is the best player on the day or not. Uh, Ryan says Curtis Sherrills. Yeah, that's pretty similar. Curtis was a really good player. But yeah, that's pretty similar from what I've heard and seen. Um, But uh, just the ball... Like I said, whether he has been the bet whether he's the best player that they have offensively, whether he's been the best offensive player on the day or not, or the worst offensive player, the ball is always in his hands, I think, a little too much at the end of games. I do. But man, he he made some nails plays today. I mean, that four point play <laughs> was incredible when they really needed it. Um, they were literally down four with like a minute and a half, two minutes left, and he nails a four-point play. Um, that's only their second and final three of the day. Uh, but he gives you 18, eight of 20 from the floor, only two turnovers. So I'll take that, but just some mistakes towards the end of the game. And and when half your turnovers come with what could be a game winning possession, that's not a great look. I got to give a shout out to Langston love too. I, I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Um, he goes off for 17 off the bench. Um, and, Plays ends up playing 34 minutes. He really played a, a real good game today, and I remarked on it during the game. But he was the only one who kind of said, "You know what? The threes aren't falling for us today. But what I can do for the team is I can get to the hole, I can drive, I can win against bigs in the paint." Um, and he was the only one, it seemed, that was like, "I just got to put my head down, get to the basket, good things will happen." Good things will happen when I do that. Um, and he did. And I don't know why anyone else, uh, why no one else went went through with that. By the way, I talked about the rebounding earlier and it is a, a big advantage. Uh, it was plus nine total rebounding for Baylor, uh, plus 11 offensive rebounding. That's how you shoot 20 more field goals and win a game. That's a bad look no matter how much the three points aren't dropping to shoot 20 more field goals than your opponent and need overtime cannot happen. Just cannot because you can count on one hand, how many big 12 opponents you're going to get 20 more field goals against in a game. Oof. (laughs) Scotty B. At least Jalen Bridges got a breakaway dunk to cover the spread. I was keeping an eye on that. That was Baylor plus four. uh, And he gets the dunk at the end of the game. I was hoping he would throw that down. That's kind of also too. It's kind of what made I think me feel a little bit better about the game was just being able to clap at the end of that. Uh, But yes, thank you, Jalen. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Scotty also says love should start of instead of none agree or disagree. I agree. I agree. None is still a better defender, but love is not a bad defender. And, um, I think the reason I, I think none will still start on Tuesday. I would pick love instead, but I think Scott drew And a lot of coaches like this too is to have, an energy guy who could score off the bench rather than bringing Jaden Nunn off the bench and just having a stopper. So I, I think Nunn will probably stay in the lineup. Uh, it wouldn't stun me if Love goes in there. And and that's where I would go personally, just because I, I I really like his aggressiveness. Um, and it's aggressiveness it's aggressiveness with effectiveness. Because Nunn can be aggressive too, but it's very rarely effective or at least good for Baylor. Uh, We're going to talk more about this game on Monday's show um, and look at BYU coming ahead. We still got some comments rolling in. Uh, Brad agrees. He thinks love needs to start over none. We'll see on Tuesday. Uh, Ryan asks, what is Miro Little's role on this team? I can't figure it out. Also, Walter Walter needs to shoot more in my opinion. I will say, man, Walter, he can catch and shoot too. Uh, He looks like he's, he looks like a Steph Curry the way he's coming off pick and rolls and shooting the ball. It Wasn't his best shooting day today, um but I'm impressed with how quick he can get his body lined up to shoot coming off a screen. That's that's what the NBA teams are going to love too. Um in, ter- in terms of Miro Little, <clears throat> he is a he's a rotational guy on this team. That's not a bad thing, but he is he's a role player. Um I'm trying to think of what a comparison would be. Uh, I want to say his role is like Adam Flagler's on that national championship team, but it's not it's completely different minutes wise is what I mean is it's gonna be like that but Adam Flagler was just a spot up shooter back then um, Miro is yeah I mean just a rotational kind of energy guy uh he he's a guy who can make threes he can obviously run the point um his his defense has looked okay looked like it's gotten better since uh I mean mainly because of the fact that he's playing more in these games. I mean, we saw him play only a little in that first game of the season against Auburn. And it was like, Ooh, how far down on the bench is he going to be in these conference games? And he's comfortably like a second team out there kind of guy, second full team out there. So, um, he's somewhere between eight and 10 on your bench this year, which is not a bad thing. Um, and Ryan says, I guess I thought he was going to be a starter coming into the season. I thought there was just a lot of hype around Miro. Um, he was not going to be a starter, but uh, there was a lot of hype coming in for him. No, he is a he is a two to three year guy here. Um, he is not a one and done like like the other two freshmen uh, will almost certainly be. Uh, Misi, who knows? Maybe he'll try to develop a little bit more. We'll see what the NBA scouts tell him. All right, that's going to do it for the post game show. Uh, Baylor gets the win. It's good enough. Good enough to win. Good enough to win. Which I'll take that. Um, and will probably be, hopefully be their worst offensive performance of the season shooting wise, and they still come away with the win. So my question to you, we're saying this basically every big game now, but does, does this change your outlook on the team? Is is this team going to compete with Houston and Kansas, you know, tooth and nail all the way to the end of the conference season? Let me know down in the comments below. Be sure to like, and subscribe. Thank you once again for joining and we'll be back on Monday with another episode previewing a ranked opponent against BYU in the Foster Pavilion. Get excited for that of Locked on Baylor.